What's up, family? Welcome back to another episode of Headstrong Podcast. It's been a while, and I know I say that <laughs> a lot. And to be completely honest, I didn't really have anything to say. I, I didn't want to come on here and force podcasts. I genuinely had nothing to say when, in regards to the phase that I was in, still currently am in, but find myself kind of finally coming out of the other end of this. And today I'm going to talk to you about that phase and I'm going to talk to you about a few things that you can do if you're in a phase like this as well to get out of it and hopefully push forward. But first, two podcast sponsors. Number one, MegaFit Meals. You know I plug these guys every single podcast. Incredible meals straight to my door. I am a man child. I will not eat unless there are meals in my fridge ready to go. I don't like to go to the grocery store. I don't like to meal prep. So having quality meals that I can just throw into a pan, cook them up in two minutes and go about my day is invaluable for my time, my energy, my effort, and also my health. Sponsor number two, my own, is our Rise events. You guys, I have never talked about Rise and, and long-form content, and I will do another podcast on that, but Rise is our live event, and it is going to be in Austin, Texas, November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th at the Hilton. All meals will be catered. So you come to this event, you will get breakfast, lunch, and dinner all three days ready for you. This event is going to be so magical. The first one was so incredible. We gave so many people breakthrough and everybody walked out of that event just aligned, lighter, and ready to tackle the world. Meditations, breath work, workshops, guest speakers, teachings, the whole works. This event is incredible. The community is amazing. Come involve the family. I made tickets as cheap as I possibly could for renting out three days fully catered at the Hilton. Tickets are only $4.97. The link will be in the description box down below. That gets you all access, all meals, everything. Make sure you hop on these because we're going to sell out and I hope to see you there. Now let's get into the show. So as I was saying, I, I had a lot to say, or I didn't have anything to say because I had a lot to say. I was just unclear of how to say it. And I think that if we don't know how to articulate the things that we're trying to say, they're almost always going to come out wrong and it's going to be a disservice to us and it's going to be a disservice to everybody on the receiving end of the words that we're trying to say. So I really make sure that I'm, I'm a little bit grounded and more crystal clear on what I want to say and how I want to say it before I say it now. And I was not always like that in my life. That's growth. So I've been in this... I'd say for a couple months, maybe a little bit longer, maybe the last couple of months have been the deepest of it. I've been in this phase for probably the last year and it's just been a really dark, heavy season for me. And I think that immediately when we say dark and heavy, people interpret that as bad. Dark and heavy is not bad. It just is. It's just a part of a process of our own evolution that we need to, we need to work our way through. And a lot of times when we are rejecting and not allowing and resisting a darkness or a heaviness to be felt and make its way through us, we start to develop other emotional responses to that phase. And this can be anxiety, depression, fear, exhaustion. And let me be clear, I've experienced all of those in a way, and but it's been in a way in which I've observed that emotion making its way through me instead of me holding on to it and creating an identity around that emotion. 
Uh, I've experienced depression a lot over the last few months. Anxiety a lot, fear a lot, heaviness and exhaustion a lot. But I have never once identified with I am depressed or I am anxious or I am afraid. I have just been able to observe that those were the emotions and there was a lot of pain and aches that were just making their way and surfacing through my body that needed to make their way out. And most people, when I talk about this, and I haven't talked about this to many, but most people have said, well, I have no, I had no idea. And I think that's amazing because it, it leads to my first point here, where if you're in this type of a phase, I know how hard it is. Trust me. But I think being able to recognize and understand that you can be depressed and also move forward. You can be anxious and also get things done. You can be afraid and also take action. You can feel heavy and exhausted and also get yourself outside and get out of bed. Even if it feels impossible, you can still do it. And now, how do we get this done? How, how and <clears throat> I should say it like this, how was I able to get this done? I'm not gonna tell you how to do it, I'm gonna tell you how I did it. How can we get to a point where we're experiencing depression, anxiety, stress, anger, fear, resentment, helplessness, and still show up and move forward through these things? So there's three phases that we're gonna go through right now. And these three phases are, I don't believe in myself, I believe in myself, and I know myself. So phase one, I don't believe in myself. And this is where a lot of people are teeter-tottering between I don't believe in myself and I believe in myself. And what I mean by this is that when things are really, really good, when we feel amazing, when business is going great, when, when everybody loves us, when we've got all of our friends and we've got our partner and we've got our dogs and whatever it is, life's amazing. I believe in myself. I'm a great person. I've got this all figured out. And then the second we find any sort of discomfort or any sort of inconvenience, we step back on that back leg and we go back to not believing in ourselves. So we have our feet spread. We've got one foot in front and I believe myself and one foot behind us and I don't believe in myself. And based off of what is happening in our external environment dictates whether we believe in ourselves or not. So if I'm feeling depressed, well, I don't believe in myself. If I'm feeling anxious, I don't believe in myself. If I feel happy, oh, I believe in myself. If something good happens, if I get a compliment, oh, I believe in myself. If somebody tells me I'm doing great in business, oh, I definitely believe in myself. If everybody buys the offer, oh, I believe in myself. But if no one buys the offer, well, I don't believe in myself. And so we just, this, is, this exhaustion of teetering back and forth between I don't believe in myself and I believe in myself kind of drives people a little crazy. And this is where emotions, external events, people, places, things all dictate how we show up in this world, which puts us in a victimhood which means we don't have the power to change because we've rendered ourselves powerless to things that aren't us. So when we can kind of get both feet into, I believe in myself, actually, let me backtrack real quick. When we're in the energy of step, of step one, I don't believe in myself. We need people to validate us. We need money to tell us that we're doing good. We need praise. We need love. We, we need everything from an external source. We need our hands held. We need somebody to tell us exactly what to do and show us how to do it and guide us and tell us the next step. And we can't anticipate anything. We have to know everything that's happening before we even make a decision to do anything. That's how we reside when we don't believe in ourselves. 
And that is a life filled with fear, anxiety, depression, doubt, exhaustion, and heaviness, okay? So now if we can teeter into the I believe myself, and when we start believing in ourselves, it's because we have started to stack up enough evidence, enough wins, enough consistency over the course of time. The course of time is important here. And you're not gonna believe in yourself until you've given yourself enough time and taken enough action, afraid, anxious, scared, until you've taken enough action for enough time to convince yourself that you might actually be good, that you might actually be able to get through things. And I think a lot of people are just in the I don't believe myself phase, waiting for the world to shift around them so that they can step into the light and be completely cleansed and, and have love for themselves and all of these things. Unconditional love is amazing, but you do have to work for it. Unconditional love cannot exist without conditions in which to learn to love yourself through. So you have to fuck up, you have to make mistakes, you have to make failures, you have to hurt people, you have to get into situations where you should have known better, and you have to learn to love yourself through all of those in order for unconditional love to exist. You can't unconditionally love anybody else until you unconditionally love yourself. And the only way we do that is by getting ourselves in fucked up conditions to learn to love ourselves through. So when we've started doing that enough times, you start to believe in yourself. And now that you believe in yourself, you start to carry a little bit more confidence. You start to show up a little bit different. You start to walk with a little bit higher posture. You start to initiate a little bit more conversation. You smile a little bit more. You interject yourself in conversations. You start putting yourself out there and you have more of an abundant energy to you more of a welcoming energy. You're not as needy, you're not as scarce, you don't need as many people to validate you for you to know that you're on the right track. You're starting to believe in yourself, but there are still things that can throw you off. So I believe in myself, I've done this a couple times, and now, oh my gosh, I've got this massive wave of anxiety or I've got this massive wave of depression, maybe deeper or darker than you've ever felt before, which is definitely a phase I was just in. And in that phase, you start to question yourself again. And this can look a lot like the frustrated comments in your head. I thought I was over this. I thought I had beaten my anxiety. I've worked, I battled this for so long. Why is it back? I'm so upset. This is so frustrating. I just constantly have anxiety. I can't get rid of it. I thought I was over my depression. Something's wrong with me. Maybe there's an imbalance in my brain. I got to go get drugs. And when we just start to believe in ourselves in a negative way, we start to believe that there's something wrong with us. So this belief in myself phase can actually be very detrimental if that belief is misdirected or misguided. And we can do this when we still haven't really come to fully know ourselves and fully know the emotions and what they feel like and how they sound and what, what it does to us on a physiological level. So when we start to believe in ourselves, we are still very susceptible to manipulation. We're all very susceptible to our own thoughts that can be directed in a way that's not advantageous for the growth that we're trying to have. So at any of these phases, we have to be able to be aware of our thoughts and direct them in the way that we wanna go. Now we get to phase three, which is I know myself. And the way that we get from I believe in myself to I know myself is understanding. It's unconditional love, it's objectivity, it's observation without intervention. And what I mean by this is when I have gone from I don't believe myself to I believe in myself, and I have been as objective as possible and I have merely stayed curious with my thoughts, my actions, what I ask for, maybe, you have, maybe you're praying for certain things, maybe you're 
meditating and manifesting certain things. In this illustration, I'm going to use prayer, but you can have it as a manifestation or, or anything like that. I'm just going to use prayer. You guys understand what I'm saying here. So when you start to know yourself, you no longer need anything outside of you to validate who you are. You no longer are reactive to other people saying things about you that aren't true. We step into this, into this, this arena where we don't need to defend. When you know yourself, your job is not to defend, your job is now to create. And when we become reactive, if somebody wants, I mean, you guys know if you're an avid listener of this podcast, I, I've got my haters, I've got my trolls, and they love to say how I'm a shitty person. They love to say how awful I am and how dangerous I am. And I used to be extremely reactive and defensive. I used to have to try to bring all the receipts and try to show everybody the proof that I was a good person and that they were wrong. And, and it was very heavy. It was very exhausting. It produced a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, and a lot of fear. I didn't know myself. And when I didn't know myself, I was victim to anybody who gave me an answer of who I was. So if somebody told me I was amazing, well, then all my dopamine went off and I went, oh my God, I'm amazing. But if somebody told me I was a piece of shit, I went, oh my God, I'm a piece of shit. This must be true. I didn't know the truth of who I was. And so I relied on external people, places and things to give me my answer, which means I was just in victimhood my whole life. Now, when we know ourselves, our prayers start to change. When you don't believe in yourself, when you sort of believe in yourself, but you don't know who you are, you're praying for different things. You might be praying for money. You might be praying for someone to love you. You might be praying for a, a relationship to be amended. You might be praying for things. And my question that I'd like to ask you right now for you to gauge what phase you're truly in is if all of your prayers were answered, would it change the world or would it just change yours? And if all your prayers were answered, the only person who would benefit is you, you still don't know yourself. And that's okay. Because this, this deep knowing of self is also understanding the deep knowing of oneness, of how we're all the same. We're all one person. How I feel about myself, I'll feel about other people. If I don't love myself, I can't love another person. If I hate myself or judge myself, I'm going to hate and judge another person. This is a universal law. So when we know ourselves, when you finally know yourself, you also know other people and everything's a mirror, mirroring back to you something inside of your heart that needs attention. So if somebody's running from you, why are you running from yourself? Now, when it comes to these prayers starting to change, if you look at what we're actually here to do, what our goal is, what we're all searching for, we're searching for peace and love. That's it. You boil everything down in the world. We want peace and we want love. Put those together, you have wholeness. And when you're whole, it's impossible for you to want anything. It's impossible for you to pray for anything physical. It's impossible you for to pray for someone or something or money or a card or any material. It's impossible 
when you've come back home to yourself. So wherever you're at, I don't believe in myself, I believe in myself, and I know myself. Even if you're in the I don't believe myself, just realize you're in part of the, fra- part of the phases, which means you're right on track. So if you're feeling depressed, anxious, scared, heavy, exhausted, maybe confused, you don't know what to do, you don't know what direction to take, you feel clustered, you feel a little helpless, this is a perfect opportunity for you to surrender and let go and breathe because I promise you, you're on the right track. And the only way you get yourself off that track is if you convince yourself you're on the wrong track. Pain, depression, fear, anxiety, heaviness, exhaustion, we have a, we have a negative connotation around these things. And so whenever we experience them, we freak out. Whenever we experience those emotions, we try to distract ourselves. And anytime you feel an emotion and you distract yourself from that emotion, you're abandoning yourself because there's a part of you that is showing itself to you. That's why these emotions come up, quote unquote, randomly. Go, God, I don't know why I'm so anxious right now. I better go take medication. I feel so sad right now. I better go call him. (laughs) I better go call her. I don't want to be alone. And now what that's reinforcing to us is that I'm not worthy of somebody to sit with. Who I actually am, the emotions I actually feel, the, the support I actually need is rejected. So when we reject ourselves, we consciously or subconsciously set ourselves up to be rejected by other people. Now, we love to project outwardly when we don't know ourselves. Oh, everybody rejects me. I'm not safe to be myself. No, everybody leaves. Everybody hurts me. We're not safe. And that's the conversation that we have with ourselves because we don't know who we are. We don't understand yet. Our pain does not come from the love that's being withheld from us. Our pain comes from the love that we withhold from other people. And when we can realize that we're the ones in control with that, you finally come back home to yourself and you realize it's never been anybody else. It's never been anything else. It's never been anyone else. It's just been me because I am everyone and everyone is me. And in that space, I, know I might have lost some of you because I know it's a, a kind of a <clears throat> out there topic, but I, 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 you, guys are, you, know, you guys are smart. You're with me. I know you are. I, I have faith in you. When you get to this realization of the truth and you have the truth from that space of knowing, the truth comes in with trust. And trust and love have to coexist, which means the love and truth need to coexist, which means the truth delivered without love never works. If we deliver the truth without love, that's manipulation. And so when we when we look at all of these things or these people that have hurt us or all this evil, we, we, we hate the person. We instantly hate the person. They're a piece of shit because they hurt me or I can't believe that they would do something like that. And we start hating the person, which means we are hating ourselves. So we have to learn to hate what is evil, not who. I'll say that again. You have to learn to hate what is evil, not who. Because by nature, human beings, we are not made and created for hate. We are fully created with love. And if God, in this illustration, if God is unconditional love, 
and he made everything with that love, then everything is made only with love. So anything that's not love can't actually exist. It has to be an illusion from the ego. I don't know who you believe in, God, universe, Buddha, Allah, whoever it is. God didn't create hate and fear. We did, which means they're not actually real because we don't have the power to create like that. But you have to know yourself to be able to understand that. And I think asking yourself in the moment when you're experiencing fear, when you want to judge someone, when you want to not take action on your future, when you convince yourself that you can't do something or that money's scarce or that you got, you're stuck and you're helpless, just asking yourself one simple question, which is, is my decision, my thought, or my action right now going to take me closer to love or further from love? And any, the further we get from love, the more we experience fear, anxiety, guilt, shame. The closer we get, the more all of those things just start to slowly dissipate and fade away. And I think personal development, although, albeit a great thing, right? It's been extremely popularized by people like Tony Robbins and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm huge in the space. But the personal development space has put everybody at war with a deficient version of themselves. And so what do we all do? Well, how do I get over my depression? How do I get over my anxiety? How do I stop self-sabotaging? How do I get over these limiting beliefs? What happened to me when I was six? I have all this trauma. And all we do is focus on the parts of ourselves we hate. And it becomes overwhelming because there's all these things. And we, we have this conversation that, well, I need to get better. You can always get better. So you have to try to get better. And we're all constantly trying to get better so that we can be worthy of love, which means you think that the current version of you in this state is not worthy of love, which is a lie. When we think that we have to do something in order to be worthy of love, we're missing the point of all of this in the first place. It's not a human doing it's not a human achieving. It's not a human earning. It's a human being. And so the way that we allow ourselves to feel more love for ourselves, other people have more love and be more embodied in love, is we learn to be more human. And humans are bred for love. And this can look like something as simple as when you're in the elevator with someone, instead of staring at your phone, you put your phone down and you ask them how their day was. This can look like something as simple as putting your phone down and being extremely present with your partner, tipping your barista an extra $5, talking to the cashier at the grocery store and asking them how their day is and giving them a compliment, saying you love their smile. These are all little actions that bring us back to what it means to be human, which is to just share love and be in it. And the more you do that, the more you feel worthy of it. Because remember, the pain we feel, it's not the love that's withheld from us, it's the love we withhold from other people. If you wanna to start to know yourself, start going out of your way to show love to other people. And I promise you, you are gonna feel so enriched, so charged, so amazing, so unstoppable. It's gonna be liberating for you to start doing this. And we're always waiting for other people to do things and all you have to do is start the thing. And when you start it, it's a ripple effect in the rest of your life. So you have to get from, I don't believe in myself. I don't believe I'm worthy of love. I don't believe I can be successful. You go to, I believe in myself. Yeah, you know, I believe I'm worthy of love. I, you know, I believe I can be successful. 
And then you go to knowing yourself where you know you are love. You know you are successful. You know you're worthy. You know who you are. You know how to show up. And you remember that we're all the fucking same. And that is what it means, in my opinion, to raise the bar for what it means to be human. And that is exactly what we teach in depth, embody, and work on at our Rise event. So if this, if this podcast hit you and you received it in a way that is well, <laughs> and, it, and it felt good and it felt true, I would really push you to get to Rise. And I know the ego comments, oh, well, like, you know, we got to pay that. It's four, you know, 497 it's this. And then I got to get the hotel. I got to do all these things. And there's the little devil on your shoulder that's bringing you back to fear. And so you got to ask yourself the question, is it bringing me closer or further from love? And you'll continuously find your compass and you'll no longer feel lost. And I guarantee you, you make yourself back home to yourself significantly faster than you thought possible. If you guys like this podcast, I appreciate you so much if you, if you listen to this point. If you guys could just do me a favor, take a screenshot, post it on your stories, tag me. If you haven't done a review yet on Apple Podcasts, it is so crucial. It's literally the only way that podcasts grow now is word of mouth and reviews. So if you like this in any way, shape, or form, that review and a written review is absolutely incredible, and I will catch you guys in the next one.